Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, Nuggets fans? New intro music for the Full Court Press podcast, brought to you by the Denver Stiffs podcast channel, part of the SB Nation podcast network. I'm your host, Brendan Vogt, and I'm stoked this week to bring you a conversation that I had a couple weeks ago with one of my good buddies, one of my peers in this market, and that's Christian Clark, uh, formerly of BSN. He just wrapped up a season covering the Nuggets beat for them with Harrison Wind. Shortly after the season ended, he and BSN did part ways. So we talked a little bit about that, but mostly we talked about his path to Denver uh, and to Denverite, where he first started as a Nuggets beat reporter. Growing up in Dallas-Fort Worth, a Christian was a fan of the game. He appreciates the technique of the game. Uh, that's some of the stuff he really likes to dive into and learn more about and write about. Um, he talked a little bit about his writing style and what draws him to the game in this conversation. And we talked a little bit as well about what he hopes comes next for him as he tries to figure out his next step. But mostly, this was just Christian and I catching up, man. He's one of my favorite dudes in this market, one of the better writers in this market. If you're aware of this podcast, then you're probably aware of who Christian is, and he certainly doesn't need me to lobby for him. But one of the best hangs and the best writers in the market, Christian is a worthy addition to anyone's staff. And so I had a great time talking with him, hanging with him. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy recording it. Here is Full Court Press with Christian Clark. Really? That's yeah. like more than I would have guessed. Where are you at with basketball, man? Are you dialed in these days? You want, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, oh, yeah. watching the finals, finals, but are you yeah. like. Like taking notes? Are you like texting no. while you watch? Like, it's like you... drinking a couple beers and yeah, sending yeah, off yeah. like some tweets. That's it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's kind of nice, man. The, yeah. A little relieving to be done oh, yeah. with the. I've been drinking a lot of beer, man. When I'm not working, so it's, I don't know. It's been nice, you know, just having a little fun. Do you enjoy the time off? Like, are, are you? Oh yeah. Like, was there any part of you knowing what was coming with Golden State? Is there any part of you that was low key like? totally fine to be done after the Portland series. Just yeah. call it a day. Yeah. I mean, been eating nice restaurants with Ashley. Yeah, there so, you go. Um, I was like pretty tired by the end of the season, as I'm sure you were too. I was like kind of worn down. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Especially when you cover one team, the narratives, like you can't escape from them, right? And in fact, you live in them. So Every 48 hours, you've run through the same three yeah. to five things. <laughs> and by the end, like, I could not wait for that regular season to end. April, could have we could have skipped that for sure. Yeah. Dude, having to do that fucking uh, podcast like four or five times a week, too, it's like, I'm not really much of a takesman. Yeah. It's like, man, this is like, I don't have that many takes. <laughs> You're just recycling yeah. the scene. I, I, I really like the writing part. This is really fun. And I like, like doing podcasts, but like, it was a lot. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. I'm not a takesman. No, <laughs> that's why I liked your pod because uh, Harrison is usually pretty reserved uh, on the on in the tweets and in the writing, 
but he gets a little takey in the podcast. I it like does. Harrison takey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's up with you, man? What have you been doing with your summer? What do you like? What? How, how have you rebuilt your life here, Sans Nuggets basketball? Oh, rebuilt my life. Uh, I'm exaggerating. I do the same shit every day. I like drive. I get some McDonald's. I blog and then I go to bed. Oh, I'll tell you what I did yesterday. Uh, I walked up to Chick-fil-A on East Colfax, got a spicy chicken sandwich with two Chick-fil-A sauces, and then watched four episodes of Chernobyl, and then played a basketball game. That's awesome. So, Chernobyl was great. Yeah, it's really it's good. It's really good. And then I listened to the the, uh, the Ringer podcast about Chernobyl today at oh, work, so I yeah, should that I'm out. deeply immersed in Chernobyl right now. Dude, it's so good. It's rough, too, because obviously it's historical fiction, and you're watching this, and you're like, oh, man, there are no happy endings. They can't like rewrite this. <laughs> yeah, everyone I care about is probably gonna die. And I actually, I also like how too they they didn't make the actors have like bad Russian accents. They're like, yeah, yeah we're just gonna take the uh, the guy Lane Price from Mad Men. <laughs> he can keep his English accent. He's a really good actor. So yeah, that works. <laughs> you literally just had... that's a good point, man. Uh, I like this. We're off to a good start so far. My goal is to talk about literally anything but Kevin Durant and or. Uh, yeah, we don't have to have a take about Kevin Durant and his Achilles. That's yeah. the good thing about this podcast. Yeah, I literally don't have one. It's bad. It's it's tough that that happened. I'm sorry for him. All right, let's keep it moving. That's please. the extent <laughs> of my KD take. Um, playing hoops. What is that? What do you? You're on a team with the big homie Adam Mares, right? Yeah, playing in uh, two two leagues this summer. Uh, playing Lakewood on Tuesday nights, and then I play in Stapleton on Wednesday nights. Which one's more competitive? Well, the the Wednesday night one is technically competitive league, and the other one is technically a rec league. But I'd say they're about the, the same skill level. And gotcha. the first one is with uh, a couple members of Nuggets Media. And the funny thing is about the Wednesday night one, Dev Johnson is on my Tuesday night team, and he's in the league on Wednesday on a different team. And I didn't know of that. Of course. So like, the first week I walked in, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing here, man?" Trader, is he good? He oh, seems he's like really, he'd be good. really good. Yeah, I yeah. think he uh, he played a little bit in college. Yeah, yeah that's not surprising. Um. It's so like, this... uh, he's like um, pickup game Raymond Felton. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't mean that. As are you like... critiquing his physique or what are you? <laughs> no, dude, he's got he's like North Carolina Raymond Felton. That's he's awesome. good, man. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, Superstars Dev is the man. I gotta get him on this podcast. Um, so that season, how you just wrapped up a, a season covering the Nuggets for for BSN? Was that how many years have you been on this beat now? Uh, that was my third season credentialed being around the team. The okay. first I was working for Denverite, and I really wasn't doing beat writing. Yeah, that's uh, I, that's right. What, what was that like, the Denverite gig? Yeah, that was that was kind of a weird gig, man. Uh, I I worked at the Oklahoman, um, a newspaper right out of college, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of you know I had to I got this chance to come up to Denver and work for Denverite. Um, the guy who started Business Insider was like one of the yeah. the money guys for Denverite. And they had one sports reporter position out of <clears throat> 10 reporter positions. And it was basically like, all right, well, see which pro teams you can get credentialed with and then just, like, write features. You know, you're going to be, like, mainly a features guy because there's no way to be, you know, like, day-to-day beat writer right. for, like, your right. one person and their five pro sports teams. <laughs> um, so you – so that was, like, a full-time gig or, or presented as one. Like, you moved from your hometown to Denver to take that job. Yeah, I mean that was the the best writing job, uh, you know, money wise that I've yeah, had so far. <laughs> yeah, but there's well, there's plenty of those. They they practically grow on trees, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so how so you were there for a year? 
Uh, yeah, a little more than a year. Um, and did you feel, so they're like, hey man, we need you to write features, you're pretty much the only dude. Did you feel in over your head? Did you feel prepared for that coming out of school? Oh, not at all, Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I mean, pretty much what I wanted to do, like, coming out of school, I was like, yeah, I just want to, like, cover the NBA, and whatever, you know, helps me get to that path, and, you know, I was working, like, on the print desk four nights a week, and, like, literally designing, like, pages, and mm-hmm. doing the agate. Do you know what agate is? No, I don't. It's like when you flip open a newspaper, like all the, the columns and like, like this, I don't know, the stats, it's like pretty tedious work. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I got to do some Thunder stuff too, which was really fun. That's cool. But uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll, I've never been to, I've been to Denver like one time when I was like 12. Sounds like a cool city, you know, be a full-time gig and it's online. Like that's where everything's going. So I don't know. I kind of just bet on taking an online gig, even though. I knew, like, oh, man, I can't write about hockey or, like, eh, I don't know how I feel about writing about baseball, even right. though I have to do it, so. do How do you feel like you did in that position? Like, honestly, now, with a couple um, of years to reflect. Yeah, actually, like, okay for being, like, I don't know, 24 or 25 and, like, having to cover a lot of stuff. I think I figured it out. Like, it took me, like, five, six months to, yeah. to like, figure out a game plan and just, like, yeah. I don't know, look for, look for the angles like others do. Like, right. Don't like. I think I wrote this thing about the Nuggets team barber one time. That was a cool story. Yeah, I remember that. So I kind of look like for shit like that. Right. It's funny because you, because I don't have a journalism background. So similar age, like twenty five. I'm I'm just in the room one day, and it occurred to me like, oh man, there's no playbook. You know, there's no like, what do I do now? Like, what's a good question? What's a bad question? Literally, what do I write? When it's all up to you, it's a little intimidating, and I think it took me probably. I would say three to four months before I even approached like asking questions with a game plan. Like, oh man, there's an angle I'm looking for. There's yeah. a story I'm looking for. <laughs> like in the beginning, I was just trying to like play the part. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think everybody's just like faking it until we like yeah. figure it out a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm just going to listen to what Nick Cosmider says for like the first three months. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Learn how to do the job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's probably like any job. Like, you can only learn so much like going to like taking classes about it you like no, you learn get by in doing there and do it. it dude i honestly this experience has has really driven that home for me because there's no education in this and i can see how it would have helped um the real journalistic background but the fastest way to learn something is to just start doing it yeah i would yeah. say like journalism school uh don't even know if that's like a good investment or not right, but uh, right. i would say this stuff it helped with was like you know writing really clean copy and like just stuff like that like there are some fundamentals but only to a certain point like i don't know if it even like if it even helped that much right i don't know if it's like it's definitely not the best course for everybody and you know i wouldn't like go into student debt over it or something like that right yeah especially when there are people like me who are just doing your job for free (laughs) making things very difficult (laughs) and so then uh from there how do you transition to BSN? Do they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Like, how did that happen? Uh, I kind of just sent some emails and, um, yeah, it just so happened like right when, uh, I mean, I got laid off at Denver. Yeah. yeah just was like, right over there was that. like three people who got axed cause it's a startup and they're like, Oh, we're burning money too fast. And yeah, it doesn't oh, make nice. sense for us to do sports, which is honestly understandable. Right. And sent some emails out and they needed somebody to cover the Nuggets uh, with Harrison. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I mean, I wanted to do the NBA anyway. It's great. Was that always the goal, basketball writing? Or was it just sports writing, anything, any way you can get in? Uh, definitely basketball writing, mm. yeah. 
Why is that your favorite sport growing up? Uh, yeah, I played it in high school and I like, you know, started reading Bill Simmons, like many people are age yeah. in high school. And I was like, yeah, man, that sounds cool and tight. Doesn't it? They just made it seem cool. They just yeah. made it like, like a cool world to be a part of. Like I didn't even ball growing up, but just something about the way the league is talked about 24 seven. You're just like from the outside, you're like, oh man, that looks fun as hell. You know, yeah. like I want in on that. Oh yeah. It's basketball is like, for whatever reason, it's just really fun to like talk about. Yes, absolutely. Probably I... I think more so than the other sports. I don't know why, but I do think we're at this point now where I really think the non-game stuff is as valuable, as discussed, as prevalent as the game stuff itself. Yeah, and I, I think one of the reasons I like it too is because um, it lets like people be people. Like I like personalities mm. the most. You mm. know, like I, I don't know. I'll look on NBA.com and like look through the numbers and tweet some Nikola Jokic on-off splits every once in a while. But I think the reason I really like it is like it has the best personalities. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Absolutely. It just lends itself to that. And then there's there's more to talk about or write about. Because like we, like we were saying in the beginning, the truth is when you have an 82-game season, by the time you get to those last 20 games, like what more could you possibly learn, you know? No. <laughs> like, what, are we going to relitigate this again? So what really makes it fun is the fact that like, oh man, we, we love this Jokic guy. Or like, oh, we're learning to love Torrey Craig. I mean, that is what makes it fun. And that that's what I think like, like baseball's missing. Like I, I think about covering baseball. Like, are there any Will Bartons in baseball? Yeah. Yeah, you like, know? guys like, oh, we got to wait around and get that quote. Yeah. The preacher. <laughs> Sunglasses indoors. <laughs> Probably not, is my guess. Yeah, I'm. you know, there are so many highlights uh, covering the team the past couple of seasons. I think when he told Kitty Wingy to, like, touch my shirt, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. he was like, I don't know, he had a line about his cologne. I don't know. There, there are a million highlights, but Will Barton is a gem. He really is, man. There was a weird <laughs> locker room. Just so quiet. I mean, who yeah. would you say is probably the biggest personality in that locker room? Oh, well, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and he's not even really. Yeah, probably, he's probably gone. It's crazy so. how like how much more famous he was than anybody Any else. Of, yeah, SEO. Like if you because we do the YouTube content. I mean, you if you put Isaiah Thomas's name into a video, it's like triple. Yeah. The numbers. Oh yeah. Of I guys. mean, how many like? I mean, this is a dumb way. I guess. It, like a basic metric to measure this, but like how many followers on Twitter does he have? Like two million? Yeah, no, it's not a dumb way. He's super famous. He's just one of those guys. MPJ is kind of like that too. It's because the rest of the Nuggets locker room is, they're just like not Twitter buzzwords, you know? Like if you tweet it out, you're not going to blow up, but anything including MPJ or IT just shoots through the roof. But it was mostly a bunch of really quiet, down-to-earth guys, I thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, very likable group. Yeah. Everybody who covers this team like, had, is having the time of their lives so I feel like yeah, so much yeah. of that is because they're just a fun group to be around yeah and you're like looking around at the league and there's all this all these disgruntled stars and all this stuff that like we just don't have to deal with at all I mean Jokic doesn't always love talking to the media but he'll do it and that's really the extent of what we deal with yeah Not, I, um, I think too like Jokic is great if you figure out the right questions to ask him like I, I mean especially like I even like the beginning part of this year I was like I don't know. You can't really beat around the bush and ask him stupid shit. Yeah. Like if you're just like, if you just ask him like straight up <clears throat> questions about basketball, like you'll get some better stuff and just yeah. be like direct. And I think he respects that more. Right, but he has no use for the like rambling cliches or the like, "What are yeah. you asking me here?" It's amazing how many people, and I've done it, but how many people ask questions and you realize, like, man, they have no idea what they're at. They open their mouth, but they have no clue what this question is. Well, a lot of people in media just like ask questions to be like, "Yeah, I work in media," yeah. and I like definitely did this when I started yeah. out too. But it's like. I don't know. I just like try to ask questions about the game now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you reach out to BSN. Who gets back to you? Brandon Spano himself, the big man? 
the number <laughs> oh, one. Oh man, I, I yeah, I think I like uh, met him and just like met him at a coffee shop or something. I was like, yeah, this could work. Um, talked to him a little bit, just and uh, you know, Spano I think is like a polarizing guy in Denver, and um, I don't have I don't want to like share too too much of an opinion here. I think he's like got a lot of the right idea about business and like. I think BSN actually has a pretty good chance to work and, uh, you know, I'm no, I'm no longer writing for them anymore, but uh, I actually hope it works. Like, we just need media outlets to work. Yeah, right. Rooting for anyone, right? So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. anybody who can figure it out, um, that'd be good. But so they reach out to you and you're, I mean, you're just like, you're already out here. You moved here. The Denverite thing didn't work out, but you're here and sports writing is the dream, right? So any way you can make this work is your mentality? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I mean, I got like, I was lucky to just like get picked up. Uh, like I don't know, two weeks after I got laid off, mm-hmm. so I was like, "All right, yeah, I'll just keep going." And it was like right at the beginning of the uh, 27-18 season, so it was like perfect timing. And did your actual day-to-day gig change much working with BSN instead of Denverite? Oh, a lot. Yeah, you would have like uh, Denverite had this um, office space in Galvanize, which is like one of those startup like WeWork type places. Shared kind of, yeah. Yeah, you would go in there from like uh, you know nine to five, and, and you had a desk, and I would go to games at night, but like I guess. You know, being a beat writer, like, you're only concerned about one team. So, yes. like, you're, like, you know, basically just filing most of the time right after games at Pepsi Center. So Right. Yeah, it was, m- like, my schedule was much more, like, what are the Denver Nuggets doing today? Right, right, instead of just this sort of open-ended yeah, kind of sports sure. thing. And working with Harrison, how did you guys divvy up? Like, did he have seniority? Like, did he get to call dibs on the cool sh- shit? Like, how did you guys kind of... Oh, Harrison's you, a great you, person to work with, Did you with, answer man. to him? <laughs> Technically, was he your boss? No, I, I wouldn't. I mean, he was like, you know, anytime a person's like at a company before you, I guess they're like above you. But right, right. I don't know. Never well, that's what I mean. That. I mean, you know, how just I like we're like friends. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm uh, saying, was he like, like, was there instruction? You know what I'm saying? Was this Harrison's vision, that, or was this you guys kind of together, kind of driving the boat? Um, yeah, I would say together driving the boat. Um, you know, any like bounce ideas off of each other, and like. You know, when a game's happening, like, kind of whoever texts the other person first with the idea gets mm-hmm. to write that idea. Um, so, yeah, it was, it felt very, like, equal. And, like, if I had an idea, I'd be like, yeah, you got that. And I'll take something else and figure something else out, so. And you guys are good buddies. I mean, we all are friends, but you guys, you guys live together, right? For yeah, 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 yeah. We were, like, living together uh, before we worked together. And, yeah, man. I mean, Harrison's, like, really hard worker. Not a mean bonus, but he's a good dude. Yeah, he's a great dude hard workers right dude if i lived with tj while i was working with him at mile high sport i was just thinking about that i probably would have moved home by now <laughs> when you see them every day at work then you come home and see them again i thought the harrison windhorse thing was pretty funny oh thank you yeah. yeah i'm still proud of that joke i'll probably make it again this summer <laughs> if i can find someone well else. i think harrison likes uh summer league more than he does the playoffs man like he's like that guy who's yeah. like oh man I'm like i can't wait to see who the 12th guy is and right, right, get right. summer league roster which is a good thing for like a beat writer. Yeah, I guess you gotta be, you gotta give the diehards what they want. Harrison, he'll deny that, but he knows it's true. Harrison also low key gets down in the right settings. Vegas, Vegas, Harrison, it's a fun time. Can't wait to put some back with him. Is what I'm saying here. You know, I'm not gonna deny that. I'm not gonna comment on it either. <laughs> there you go. Well played. Harrison can hang. Is what I'm saying. Uh, all right, let me look at my rundown. Strong air quotes there. Uh, regrets. Do you have any regrets, man, with with how 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 this last season went, the last couple of years went? 
coming out here in general to covering the Nuggets, like you've gone through in a short amount of time a pretty typical kind of kind of go here for the journalist. I mean, you've had work, you've been let go twice, but you found work like it's not a stable industry. So three years later, all that dust settles. Is there anything you like deeply regret? Not really, man. Like I, I pretty much had a choice right after college, like can try to go the newspaper route or like try to make it online and it's a lot different, but that's obviously where things are going and uh, obviously chose online and you know, sometimes I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'd like stay the newspaper route, what would things have been like? But uh, I'm like glad I moved yeah. out here. Like, I don't know. I think you just have to like push yourself outside of your comfort zone and you'll grow and you're, you're better for it, even though it might not seem like it in yeah. the moment. Yeah. So, I agree with that. Um, not really, man, to be honest. Like, I, I felt like I did really good work last year. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's the only thing I can control, really, is like, don't be a complete asshole to people you work with. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like for the most part, I wasn't. No, dude, are you kidding? Come <laughs> um, and yeah, I felt like I could do, did good work. So uh, Christian, not you're a lot of regrets. Your first team all hang in this media market. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, that's awesome, dude. Did you, so basketball, basketball writing, definitely the dream. Covering the Nuggets, the dream? You're from the, from Texas. Are you a Mavericks fan still? Oh, yeah, day? man. That definitely uh, got me hooked on the NBA. Got to watch some really fun teams and... Uh, I don't know. I, I like like I think I like like the artistry of the game. Like that's what I like reading about. Yeah. You know, like the math teams from the early two thousands. Uh, I remember like this one newspaper cover, the Four Star Telegram, was a paper I grew up reading, and it was like you know super corny early two thousands. It was like the Mad Scientist, and it was like Don Nelson in like a lab coat and like Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash with like beakers and Bunsen burners yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember that. Like that was those were just really fun teams and like they were doing wild shit, man. Like they were scoring so many points and like Dirk was, you know, like playing the four and shooting threes and playing like some small ball five. And that really got me hooked on the NBA, man. Like I, I loved it from an early age because yeah, they were like taking risks and it I don't know. It was really fun to watch, and it definitely got me into it from an early age. Do you still feel that connection to the Mavs when you watch them now? Uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, I like enjoy watching the Nuggets more than the Mavs now. Yeah. Are uh, you a Nuggets fan? Yeah, I like watching them. Like Jokic is one of my favorite players to watch yeah. in the league. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Like I'll, even if I'm not like covering the team next year, I'll probably watch like any Nuggets game I can, just because yeah. Jokic is like appointment viewing. No, I dude, like, I like, like just watching players TV. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, man. I'm the yeah. same. That's why I picked Denver. And I was looking for like a small market I could maybe try to crack my way into. But it had to be like worth it. There had to be a reason to want to watch those games. And like no offense to Devin Booker, but the Jokic Denver situation was just <laughs> like, like that's where I'm going. Yeah. He's the man. I he, he he's I think among the most fun athletes to watch play in any sport that I've seen. Yeah, that Seth Rosenthal tweet that Jokic looks like he's playing with a pair of flip-flops on. It's like the truest shit ever, man. Like, I don't, I still don't understand how he's doing this, but he is. He and sprints it's like a freshman who's late to class with the backpack on there. Yeah. yeah. I also like, too, that there, there's so much finesse to his game. Like, obviously, his game is, like, you know, built on this otherworldly passing ability. But also, like, he's just a freaking brute when he gets in the post. And, like, you can just see that his two older brothers whooped his ass mm-hmm. growing up too. He's kind of got both. He's really strong, I think. I, oh, I don't yeah. know this to be. He's an animal. Yeah, I think he's like a like load of a dude. I was hoping to reach out to um, Felipe about a piece this summer because I do think this narrative emerged in the postseason of it's possible we're just body shaming Jokic. Like it's possible he's <laughs> in good shape and he's just not one of those dudes. 
And, you know, he's the guy who played 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. He's the guy who went 65. And Dame was the guy who was gassed. And the 7'250 guy was ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that you can look like a pair and be in shape. <laughs> like, they're, they're just some of those people, you know? Just, not, not everybody's got to look like the dude from the Old Spice commercial. <laughs> just another reason why he is the absolute best. Uh, so what? So are you... Do you know what's next? Are you in biding time mode? Are you, have you made decisions? Are you a, anything but a decision? Like, where are you at? Yeah, not really, man. Uh, I work like a cooking job right now just to, to pay the bills, and I did that part-time during the season. But uh, definitely want to do something with writing, um, you know, whether that's basketball writing or, like, technical writing or, like, you know, something that, that's not journalism. Um, trying to figure that out, yeah. Yeah, but you would, in an ideal world, you'd like to stick around and try to make this work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if like the right opportunity came up, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like, uh, I guess I'm not that old. I'm 26, but I'm like kind of tired of like hustling. You know, dude, are you kidding? I I hit someone's bumper today, and it's gonna set me back like a calendar year. I, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. It's like the no room for error thing is, it's exhausting after a while. I wish if you're listening to this and you're an angel investor, like if you have that kind of money, and and you're a big stiffs reader, like just. Just give us the money, and that way I we can pay Christian, and everyone wins. And, yeah, I mean, Venmo me $3,000 a month. I, and we'll write. Yeah. yeah, consider it a Patreon. Whatever you want, we'll produce that content. Um, Anything anything you got off your, on your, you want to get off your chest, basketball-related? I got questions for you that are non-basketball-related. Oh, um, man, get off my chest. I don't know. I'm a much bigger Kyle Lowry fan after watching this playoffs. <laughs> That's I awesome. kind of like hated on Kyle Lowry yeah. a lot, and now I'm just like, well, he's in the right role now. Like he just had too much responsibility, and he wasn't that good, and that's not his fault. But now right. I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm with Kyle Lowry. He's got a lot of Chris Paul in him though, with the complaining and the dirty little kind of yeah, tricks. I think a little bit. I don't think he's as annoying as Chris Paul. I just appreciate like his, I don't know, irascible Philly personality. I, yeah, I kind of like him. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but that like I grew up in the Northeast. That's how people are. So I'm with you there. Okay, we talked. I was going to ask you a bunch of culture questions that are not basketball related. Favorite show, but I guess Chernobyl is where you're at right now. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I mean, like favorite show of all time, probably Sopranos. Seen it three times, yeah. but yeah, hooked on Chernobyl right now. Also hooked on Big Little Lies. Have you seen Big? Little I've Lies? heard it's really good. I've not started watching. I'm trying to get through Better Call Saul. At okay. The moment. Yeah. One at a time. Good. I mean, One actually, at... Big Little Lies. That's on the second season right now. Me and my girlfriend watched the entire first season in one day. Damn. Seven hours of TV. It was disgusting. Nice girlfriend flex, by the way. Way to sneak that. Congrats oh, yeah. <laughs> on, all the, on all the theoretical sex. Um, <laughs> guilty pleasure music. No one's around. Christian's got Spotify on. And you're trying to jam, but you you wouldn't want me to know per se. Oh man, I like a lot of pop music. Like I really love Katy Perry's Teenage Dream album. Mm. Uh, that's some good summertime music. Do you have any thoughts on Carly Rae Jepsen? I'm I'm kind of a fan of hers. Outside, I haven't like got into her. I haven't explored the catalog. Check out the so. discography. There's more to her than just Call Me Maybe. You know, <laughs> she's a real she's a real pop queen. Banger in college though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, give me more. Give me more, though. Guilty. Like, right now, what's your... If you had oh, to pick man. one, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Very tough questions. I don't think I have, like, like any guilty pleasure music that's came out, I don't know, in the last year. I'd have to look through my thing. But Teenage Dream is my guilty guilty pleasure album. Katy yeah. Perry, she was at her best when yeah. she wasn't, like, woke Katy Perry. She was just, like, 
Yeah, like I'm like ice cream sundae lingerie Katy Perry. Yeah, good call. That was my favorite Katy Perry. That's a good take. <laughs> um, what do you miss the most about living in Texas? Oh, the food for sure. Mm, yeah. That's probably gonna actually. Happen. That's like you know one of the only things except for like <laughs> the friends I grew up with. I'm like you know, and even sadly that, one know. of those guys who's like not sadly, but I'm still friends with a lot of people I went to high school with. But uh, yeah, man, the, the food for sure. I love I love like eating. I love barbecue food. My dad. Is a smoke boy. He's got a big green egg. We like smoke brisket whenever I go back home. I just forget you're a Texas boy. Yeah. My friend one time texted me and he referred to you as the Filipino reporter. <laughs> dude, I was like, not a white dude from Texas. Nobody can guess my ethnicity. <laughs> I think I've told you this before, but yeah, I worked at a car wash in high school and was owned by a Korean guy. And like four people are like, oh, are, are you Jay's son? I was like, no. <laughs> Shit. It's so funny. First of all, white dude. Uh, what do you miss the least about Texas? Oh, man. All right, Hill, here's a take about the Dallas Warrior Theory. It's very mm-hmm. materialistic, man. Um, like, yeah, every, everybody's, like, concerned with how much money you make, and, you know, it's important. But, uh, yeah, very, like, especially when you go into Dallas, very frat bro-y, like, uh, SMU frat bros at, like, every bar. Sounds um, sick. Yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah, people aren't, like, people are just, like, happy, like, going outside and doing stuff in the mountains here, and uh, there's not really that. Back home. Yeah, for sure. Worst part of living in Colorado. Oh man. Um besides the rent, obviously, I think it's the shittiest one for everybody. Um I don't know, vegetarians. <laughs> I think Anthony Bourdain wrote that vegetarians always tell you how healthy you are, but they're the first ones to get sick at the rumor of a cold. <laughs> Not exclusive to Colorado, but pretty that's annoying. Still a good answer. Yeah, they're really probably, preachy. Probably not a lot of vegetarians where you're from. Oh, you get thrown in jail. Uh, <laughs> if you could, uh, not if you could, if you had to, if you were fighting Harrison Wind, twelve rounds, gloves, shorts, trainers, whole nine. Are you taking yourself in that fight? Oh yeah, because I just stand over and pour packets of sugar on him, and he'd like burn. What? What? He's from Boulder, man. I don't think oh, he had yeah, sugar until yeah. he was like 15. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like radiation. And... I always forget he's from Boulder until I yeah. look over and he's enjoying the 303 halftime show. I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he was like friends with those guys in high school. Yeah. 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 And we just mercilessly making fun of them and he's just standing there. Oh, actually, a uh, late addition to uh, what you, what's the thing you most dislike about Colorado? Probably just like the terrible... I actually like them some three or three songs, but the terrible like electronic music. Yeah, absolutely. There's such like an EDM like yeah. house music, and I like some of it, but like, man, you just get beaten over the head everywhere you go with like terrible EDM music. It's just like a hollow substitute for like youth culture out here because there's just like not really a culture yet in Denver. And all these different people coming yeah. from different places, <laughs> and it's like, can it, can it not be EDM? <laughs> can, we, <laughs> can we pick literally anything else? Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the pod, dude. Uh, it was a lot of fun, kind of, kind of. Um, well, hey, uh, oh. you and Harrison Wind. I mean, if you guys were fighting, who would win, and what would be your strategy? First of all, I'm glad you saved me from that awful outro that I was tripping over there. Uh, sorry, if I'm fighting Harrison, who yeah. wins? Yeah, he has the reach, but I think pound for pound, I think I might be able to pack a little more into the punch. So I'm thinking, I just gotta get up and close. You know, don't let him don't let him keep me at a distance. So I like myself, but it's not a knockout. It's a it's a judge's decision. 
Okay. Yeah, All right. Kind of a boring answer. I'll text him that after we get off the pod. If it's Mares, it's a knockout. Oh. Round one. <laughs> That's a challenge, Adam. We're fighting in Vegas. Well, I wonder if his boxing game is like his basketball game, all offense and no defense. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm texting him after the pod until you said that. Uh, so you're not going to Vegas, huh? Uh, sadly, no. I, I needed to redeem myself when we went gambling, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good showing apart from that last year. Yeah, other than that. Yeah, I kind of had a, like a meltdown. You did, but that was my favorite part of the week. I was kind of hoping you'd be out there again. All right, man. Well, I guess not, but thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks yeah, for uh, this one. Yeah, it's been cool getting to know you, dude. And um, obviously, it'd be weird if I felt otherwise, but obviously, best of luck, friend. Rooting for you. Can you make me one right more here. promise before you got to Vegas? Yeah. Uh, can you only exclusively wear flower shirts like the one you've got on? Oh, done. Was already <laughs> That was already in the itinerary. Deal. All right. I'm going to live vicariously through you. Then. Sweet. All right. Christian Clark, formerly at BSN, currently a free agent. If you're listening to this and you have means of hiring people, hire Christian. He's a good hang. He's a great writer. And he's my friend. Christian, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you the rest of you next week. Uh, see see who we get on the show. It might be TJ McBride. Um, that's as far as I've gotten for planning for next week. Talk to you guys on Friday. Let's go Nuggets.